in everything that you do, in all the great things that you do, in your giving, in your praying, in your living right, in your uh, walking around having pure thoughts, calamity will still show up at your doorstep. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is The Impact Man, and you know what time it is. It is time to rise and grind. So go ahead, grab your cup of coffee, and grab your device, and let's get into this word. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you so much for being with me this morning on Morning Meditation for Men. This is The Impact Man, Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts, and I am so excited about you being with us on this morning. What are you guys drinking this morning? I am drinking a cup of dark as dark, wonderful cup of coffee, nice and smooth, uh, easy on the palate, um, and I like it black. Yes, I like this one black. Um, so uh, shout out and let me know what you guys are drinking. Let's jump into this real quick. We are in Job chapter five. I've got a lot to unpack. Um, I may split this into two parts, um, but I've got a lot to unpack here. So Eliphaz is continuing in his conversation to Job. Now, Job uh, said a couple things, but really he was just he he more did. He did more moaning than he did talking. So let's see what Eliphaz says here. He says, cry for help, but no one will answer you. Which of the angels will help you? Surely resentment destroys the fool and jealousy kills the simple. I have seen that fools may be successful for a moment, but then comes sudden disaster. Their children are abandoned far from help. They are crushed in court with no one to defend them. The hungry devour their harvest, even when it is guarded by brambles. The thirsty pant after their wealth. But evil does not spring from the soil, and trouble does not sprout from the earth. People are born for trouble as readily as sparks fly up from the fire. If I were you, I would go to God and present my case to him. He does great things too marvelous to understand. He performs countless miracles. He gives rain for the earth and water for the fields. He gives prosperity to the poor and protects those who suffer. He frustrates the plans of schemers so the work of their hands will not succeed. He traps the wise in their own cleverness so the cunning schemes are thwarted. They find it is dark in the daytime, and they grope at noon as if it were night. He rescues the poor from the cutting words of the strong, and rescues them from the clutches of the powerful. And so, at last, the poor have hope, and the snapping jaws of the wicked are shut. Now, uh, we're going to go into this from this perspective. A good man seeks God. Now, we've been talking about 
a good man. And we're, we're walking our way through Job and we're unpacking this chapter and we are at chapter number five here. And so we've stopped at verse number 16 and we'll get to the rest of this at a later date. But I want to talk about a good man seeks God. Now, Eliphaz is continuing on in this discussion that he is having with Job and pretty much uh, letting Job know in this, when you read this, it's like, dude, you did this to yourself. Uh, not even the angels are going to be able to help you. Um, you know, he's going on and on and on just beating up on Job. But the one thing that comes out of this that I think that is important that we've got to recognize here is that somewhere in this, he shifts it and says, you need to take your you need to take your case to God. I can do all of the talking in the world and I could sit and chat with you when you're in a down place and tell you all kinds of things. But the biggest, the best thing that I could tell you, the biggest and the best thing that I could tell you when you are in a place of trouble is to slow down enough to recognize that I really don't have the help for you. I don't have the words for you, but I know someone who does. And that's God. God can help you wherever you are in your life. And it is extremely important that we recognize that uh, there's one verse in here that that uh, is really, really important. And I want to look at this. Um, it's verse number. Let's look at verse number five here. Uh, it says a hungry devour their harvest, even when it's guarded by brambles, thirsty pant after their wealth. But evil does not spring from the soil and trouble does not sprout from the earth. People are born for trouble as readily as sparks fly up from the fire. Uh, verse number seven here. People are born for trouble. Listen to me. Calamity sits and waits for all of us. Calamity sits and waits for all of us. You cannot beat up on yourself when something that you want or you desire doesn't come because life got in the way. What we've got to recognize, brothers, is that life is going to come at us. And it is especially going to come at us when we are great men of grace. When we recognize who we are and we recognize whose we are and we recognize that we are doing what God has called us to do. You've got to know and understand that that there is going to be calamity and there is going to be chaos that is just in the world that is going to show up at your doorstep. And it is going to do everything within its power to take you out. Now, all right, so let's just keep this real plain. Let's keep this real simple. It's coming. Some of you might be in a place where it is, but this is it. Take your case to God. Take your case to God, right? Um, um, you got to recognize that um, Eliphaz was really, he was dogging him. He was dogging him. 
You know, look what happened to your kids. Look, look, look what's going on with your life. You're falling apart. You're falling apart. And somewhere in there, obviously, it was the Holy Spirit who says to him, you know, take your case to God. And then he he lists here how God is going to be able to help us. So let's talk in in in, in um, let's just talk in regular talk. We won't read the poetry of Job. It, it is beautiful and it is poetry. And some days it's a little bit more challenging than others to lift the meaning up out of it. But it's it's poetry. So we'll talk in regular talk here. And in a nutshell, he says, God helps the poor. He brings prosperity to those people who are poor, to those people who are broken. He fixes them to those people who don't have, who are suffering. He helps them. Then he says this, God will frustrate the plans of those who scheme. God will frustrate the plans of those who scheme. He traps wise people in their own cleverness. So when you think you're the smartest one, God will trap you in that. And he'll show you that even in all that you have and all the, the great intelligence that you walk in, the great wisdom that's been afforded to you, he'll show you that I'm still wiser than you are. Right. So God will take all of the when you're in the middle of affliction, God can turn your affliction into a miracle for you. And so what we got to understand is that when we are going through really rough patches in our life, we've got to seek God. Now, all right, listen, this is what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say that I need to I need to convey this to you today. This is not something spooky. This is not something ethereal. It is simply sitting down, walking, driving, pushing the grocery cart and talking to God and saying, I'm in trouble and I need help. I'm bringing it to you because I've tried to do it on my own and it just is not working out. See, what I'm real realizing, what I'm recognizing about God is the more honest we are, are with him, the greater he can work with us. If we're honest with God, he'll work with us. Right. So we can't be in a place in a position in our lives where we're constantly listening, lying to ourselves and lying to God about the situations that we put ourselves in. Oh, yeah, I said that. I said that situations that we put ourselves in. And this is it. A lot of times. OK, Holy Spirit, I hear you. A lot of times we don't want to go to God because we are embarrassed to go to God and say, I put myself, catch this, in this situation again, right? Now, in Job's case, let, let's be for real. He didn't put himself in a situation. He found himself in a situation and didn't quite understand why. Because Job automatically assumed that because I am an upright man, because I'm a man who loves God, because I'm a man who prays all the time, because I'm a man who uh, gives to the poor, I should trouble should never come my way. But let me let let me tell you this, 
that even with all that you do, calamity can and still show up at your doorstep. Let me let me rephrase that. In everything that you do, in all the great things that you do, in your giving, in your praying, in your living right, in your uh, walking around having pure thoughts, calamity will still show up at your doorstep. And guess what? It has the key to your house. Calamity has the key to your house. You can't escape this. You can't run from what is natural. Why? Because God is building faith. He's strengthening your faith muscle when you go through the things that you are going through. That is exactly what is going on, brothers. He's strengthening your faith muscle. All right. So today it is. I I don't have enough to. Um, I don't have enough to to buy groceries. You trust God, and one of your boys come through and be like, "Dude, what's going on? I was just driving and I came through. Here's that thirty dollars you you lent me. Uh, you know, two months ago, and you have forgot about the money." Now you got enough to run to the grocery store, get what you need for your family, because you know payday is about two or three days away. He's strengthening your faith muscle. I keep messing that word up. He is strengthening your faith muscle. Right? You got to recognize that this first one, this first one, that's small, right? The next one might be a little bit bigger. Your baby girl might get sick. Your baby boy might get sick. Your spouse might get sick. So each time it's a little bit bigger, but the strengthening begins to work. I'm, I'm going to give this quick example um, and then, then we're going to pray and then we can we can unpack some more of this on the next podcast. I have I got an Apple watch for uh, a, a gift. Right. Um, I say it's a gift because the guy who gave it to me charged me a hundred dollars for a brand new in the box, unopened Apple watch. So I bought the Apple watch and I was excited about it. And so I put it on my wrist and it said, it won't work <laughs> unless you have an Apple phone. And I didn't have an Apple phone. I had all Android. So I was like, okay, no, no problem. So I, um, went out and got myself, uh, an iPhone. And then I got, uh, the, um, Apple Fitness Plus. And so I'm talking a lot, but here's the, here's the thing. So I have Apple Fitness Plus and I got excited about it because, oh, I could work out and my watch would do my heartbeat and all of that stuff. Right. So I did that and I did it for a week and I was looking and I'm like, OK, I did better than I did last week. And I did it for another week and I did it for a third week. And then something came in the way and it slowed everything down and I haven't done it. Right now, when I go back to start again, I'm almost starting over from the beginning. My point is here is that this faith muscle, the faith muscle must be worked on on a regular basis. And so by having it work on a regular basis means that there's always going to be something that shows up at my doorstep that walks through. But here's the catch, right? When you come through the door and you try to shake, 
here's a you can come through the door, but you don't have the ability to do anything in the house. I need us to understand. I need us to understand that trouble. And I really want you to to look at trouble from the perspective that it is an entity and it shows up and it will follow you around, but it doesn't have the power to affect you because you are in Christ. You literally are shielded. There was a scripture in the Old Testament says that he will hide you underneath his wings, giving the analogy of a mother bird taking that child and wrapping that child under their wings. So when predator comes, they only see mother bird. They don't see the babies that are easy picking, right? And so God says, when trouble comes, when trouble is not, I'm just going to hide you. Trouble shows up. He, he rears his head. He says, I'm here to take you out. Calamity is everywhere around, but we're underneath the wings of God. Calamity can only hang around us. It can't affect us. So what I need us to know today, brothers, and take this away, is that you've got to get to a place that when, listen, let me, let me rephrase that. We have got to get to a place that when trouble comes, we don't get shook. I think that's the way I want to say that. When trouble shows up, you don't get shook. You let trouble come. You let it show up. You know that God is exercising your faith muscle and you are preparing for, listen, an even greater battle because you're going to win this one and there'll, there'll be another one. But if you won one, you can win the next one. Nothing shall by any means harm you. Nothing shall by any means harm you. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. Right? So the weapons will be formed because this is just life, but it will not be able to prosper. Right? Here's the catch. And and whenever I think of that verse, this is the way I look at it. The weapons, the Bible talks about how it is created. The weapon is created. It is it is given to the person who's going to fire the weapon or use the weapon or uh, uh, wield wield the the weapon. The weapon will be formed. It might even be used, but it will not be able to prosper. Literally, if it's an arrow, it can be shot. Catch this: it can be shot. It can hit you in your body, but you'll be able to pull it out. And walk away without harm. You've seen those people got into crazy car accidents. And you saw the car and it was mangled to a small ball. And they said, oh yeah, I got out with no scratches. No weapon formed against you shall be able to prosper. And here's the catch. And every tongue that rises against you in judgment. You have the ability, the power, and the authority to condemn it. Use what you got in your mouth. Let's pray. 
Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before your presence this morning and we say thank you. Thank you for this time together today. Thank you for these men all over the world. Thank you for these 100,000 subscribers and 100,000 downloaders who are listening to this, this minimum number that you've placed in my heart. I thank you in advance, God, for all the strength that they are receiving. I thank you in advance, God, for the Holy Spirit speaking to their hearts wherever they are. Now, God, I pray in the name of Jesus that when calamity comes, they remember to seek you out. Don't try to fix it like they used to try to fix it when they were young, but to seek you out, seek your face, seek who you are, and know that all of this is working toward their good. Because your word says it, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. God, I honor you today and I magnify you and I glorify you and your greatness. Thank you for grace that is keeping us. Thank you for grace that is covering us. Thank you for grace. We love you today, Father, and we magnify you. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And everybody shouted amen, amen, and amen. Thanks so much, brothers. We appreciate you. We appreciate you being with us on today. We're working on We're currently working on our blog page so you can connect with us a lot more. Um, we're hoping that by the end of March, that will be ready to be uh, shared with the world. So keep me in your prayers as I'm building this that God has given to me to share with the world. All right. I do appreciate you. Thank you. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts, and I appreciate you. Wait, I said that wrong. This is Pastor S. Jeffrey Munts. Thank you for being with me today, and I will see you next time. We out of here. Peace.